Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Saturday. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. And of course, if you've been celebrating Hanukkah, I hope that the holidays in general have been fantastic for you and yours. You've been safe and enjoying time uh, either away from or with your family members. This is episode 334 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. Very happy to be with you once again. My name is Sky. I am the host of the podcast and with me today, per usual, to break down the TCK recap and preview, my man Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP. Chris, how you doing over there, man? How's the holidays? How's everything on the East Coast? And uh, last time we talked, you had a pretty gnarly storm. So everything uh, behaving over there? How are uh, the holidays and Christmas for you guys? Yeah, man, very good. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We're uh, we're doing pretty well. And Merry Christmas to everybody that celebrates um, on our end. Yeah, everything's good, man. We uh, we had a nice sort of low-key Christmas. Again, it was a little bit like the Thanksgiving vibe, just trying to like be responsible with COVID and everything and just kind of seeing the, you know, the necessary people. But overall, it was good, man. I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed seeing everyone and kind of getting out of the house a little bit, kind of ending work on a, a bit of a short week. So that's always really good. Um, so yeah, man, no, no complaints. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. That's great. Well, on top of Christmas weekend, of course, it is the Fantasy Championship weekend. Now, a couple things already underway. We have the Friday Christmas game behind us, the Saints with a huge win over the Vikings, and of course, in case you were with your uh, in-laws and not watching football yesterday somehow and haven't caught the news yet, my man, Alvin Kamara, my favorite player in the NFL, absolutely (laughs) annihilates yesterday a uh, record-tying, an all-time NFL record-tying six rushing touchdowns. Um, Last time it was achieved was back in 1929 by the Chicago Cardinals over the Bears. Huge game for Kamara, and if you watch that game, it actually should have been seven touchdowns, but that's another story. Taysom Hill and, and Sean Payton just can't uh, quit each other, clearly. But it should have been seven for an NFL record. Nonetheless, if you're playing against Kamara, you're in deep trouble. If you're playing with Kamara, you're in great shape. What we're going to do on this episode, what we've been doing all season, is breaking down every single game of the TCK Rookie League and the Veteran League. But in this episode, we are just going to focus on the championship games. We have two of them. We have one in the rookie league between Josh, the commission representative, and Jay Care. And then in the veteran league, we have Paul, who has come from the sixth seed, beat me out to make the playoffs by seven total points in a tiebreaker. So he's in the championship for the third year in a row. He's got runner-up the last two seasons. Let's see if he can break that trend. And he's going up against Hawk Dolliday in the veteran championship. So, Chris, before we get into it, um, how are your leagues doing in general? I know that you and the boys talked on your podcast 
about you, Alex, and Eric all having a representative team, maybe more than that if I missed it. But how in general are you feeling about this weekend? Confident about your team? Did you play Camara? Did you play against Camara? Are you in the hole or are you feeling pretty good in a neutral space going into week 16? Yeah, man. So I, uh, I me personally, I'm fortunate enough not to have played against Camara, thank God. And as far as I understand, I think only Eric played against Camara. So, you know, we were, I think we were in about three leagues out of like 20. So it wasn't really the best year for, uh, for the commission crew in terms of championship. I think we hit at like a 15% rate for championships, um, which I, you know, it's interesting. I don't know what the, like the breakdown is for most leagues. If you know, I don't know what you're at sky as far as championships, but 15%, I mean, it feels okay. Not terrible, not great, but um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, could have been better i think overall so as far as as far as the the, the league that i'm in it's a, it's actually another podcaster league so a bunch of podcasts got together and just decided to do this league and so you know we're obviously in it here and we're in the championship now um and we're doing all right we ha- you know we have dalvin cook we're playing mike evans uh, our team's pretty good right so we have dalvin cook Derek henry baker mayfield who's been lighting it up we have aj brown on our team chris carson uh, Josh Allen. So yeah, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty solid across the board um, with, you know, a couple of horses in our, in our running back positions and we're not really up against anyone too. Like I'm not really too concerned with who, who we're up against, but it really, you know, will come down to if our team plays well. Right. So like, for example, they're playing Deandre Swift and, you know, Deshaun Watson, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson played yesterday, had a pretty good game, Cooper cup, you know, Jalen Hurts, who's been, you know, banana land on fire. So it's going to come down to the wire, I think, in this league that I'm in here. Yeah, man, I it's interesting. I am playing I'm playing in three championships um, out of the five teams that made the playoffs. So doing pretty well so far. Um, had a bad beat last week, had another bad beat in the first round. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm literally a couple of plays, maybe a touchdown away from five championship teams. Uh, yep. But say la vie, it's fantasy football. It's how it goes. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I escaped Camara in two leagues, but I did play him in my home league. That's uh, awesome. So unfortunately, well, I played against him, I should say. Uh, oh, so okay. Not looking yeah. good. Yeah. No, um, yeah. And we do have bonus scoring. You and I have been over our home league scoring situations. Our big one is that we have bonus points for 40 and 50 yard touchdowns, both receiving uh, and rushing as well as passing. So that first, basically the second, what, first, second play of the game, he had a 40-yard yep. touchdown. So he had four <laughs> four points on the yardage, six points for the uh, touchdown, and then another four points on top of that uh, for the 40 yards. So 14 wow. points right off the bat. Um, and then, of <laughs> course, it was just touchdown, touchdown. He scored over 60 uh, in that league. Yeah. I think, what, was it 56.2 in a standard league? So. Anyway, that's going to be a tough one. I've got a couple of guys that I'm hoping for uh, some big games um, and we'll see. My team has scored over 200 points numerous times this year, but uh, it's all about how they play this particular week. So wishing yep. you the best, wishing the commission boys the best. Hopefully I can get some good luck as well. And we can bring home some of those hashtag TCK and commission titles. All right, man, we'll make it a quick one today. Let's dive into these games here. We only have two matchups, as I mentioned. Everyone else here, you can go into the leagues if you're listening and obviously catch the recaps and stuff. But Chris and I are only going to be breaking down the rookie championship and the veteran championship for this podcast. For everyone curious, we will be back next week. The uh, TCK side, we will be back for week 17 to break it down as well. A number of you have reached out asking because you are in a championship in week 17. Yes, we will be back for one more week, but we highly encourage you not to play in week 17. Chris, would you uh, echo that sentiment as well? Or are you good with week 17 championships? 
No, yeah. I mean, I, I typically don't think a week 17 championship is the ideal scenario. Although I will say, I will say, uh, going into the 2020 season, the way that the seeding structure works out in the actual NFL, more teams are going to be playing for um, seeding spots more so this year than any other year that we've seen. So I actually think that among like those people who play week 17 championships, you're going to see more actual NFL football being played than, they, than like, you know, three or four teams who are sitting their players because they don't actually have to play their, you know, their studs. So that's, I think the only upside in 2020 and it, you know, you, you might see more uh, week 17 championships moving forward just to extend the fantasy football season. It's very possible. And I wouldn't blame people for doing it moving forward. Like I've been very much against it, but I think just the way the NFL season has been structured this year with just the one by uh, the one seed gets the buy means more NFL games are going to be played in week 17. I think that's a great call. And maybe this is uh, if they continue this structure moving forward, after this season, if it works out um, and they continue the seven teams, uh, I think that will change week 17 in general. And if that's the case, I think fantasy football will adopt as well um, mm-hmm. this particular season. And just previously, it's obviously week 16 is ideal because a lot of those starters with teams wrapped up like the Chiefs, the Packers, the Saints, potentially those teams at the top that are just looking to rest. We saw uh, Peyton Manning for years would not play week 17 because they were already locked into the playoffs and they right. were worried about that winner loss. Anyway, you end up getting that um, they they're looking, you know, pretty, pretty weak uh, with your rosters at that point. So, yep. Um, the only reason I would put one in maybe is if you play the double, if you've ever played in a league where you actually start week 14 and you play 14 and 15 is the first round and then 16 and 17 is the second round. You actually play your opponent twice for cumulative points. Then you can add in week 17, but otherwise I would skip it. Okay, man, let's get into this here. Josh is going up against J-Care in the Rookie League. Josh does have Alvin Kamara, so he is looking really good off the bat. 56.2 fantasy points, but J-Care trying to make a valiant effort. Uh, He has Tom Brady, and at the time of this podcast, of course, it's going to be irrelevant by the time folks hear this, but we are um, going uh, Saturday morning. Um, in the beginning here with the Bucks and Lions game active. So we can see the ticker clicking up and Tom Brady all uh, already off to a hot start here. So let's go with Josh first, man. He is the commish representative, was the co-commish in this league with our boy Dweez Nuts, who got upended last week. He was the first round seed all season pretty much with Josh, but uh, Dweez had the uh, the L, unfortunately, um, got upended last week. So he is out and it is commish. Let's go with commish first. He is rolling out Ryan Tannehill. Jonathan Taylor already has almost a 60-point advantage there with Alvin Kamara. Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Dallas Goddard, Jarvis Landry, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great team, obviously. You can't under you can't undermine um the the team as a whole, even with Kamara putting up like the you know, the near 60 points. I mean, Josh has a has a solid squad. Like, even if Kamara put up like 20 points or so you know, uh, you know, put it, put up, let's say his normal sort of, you know, Camara like points. Um, the rest of that team is pretty solid. I mean, you know, it's funny, dude, I've been getting some questions on like, you know, should, should people still feel confident about Jonathan Taylor? And I still think the answer is yes. Like I have no reason to believe that he's going to, you know, all of a sudden slow down or like he's not going to get the usage. And you and I have talked about this for a while that like the, the Colts have been trying to mirror their sort of short-term and long-term goals, which is like short-term win games, get into the playoffs, but also long-term get Jonathan Taylor more action and more work. And it seems like that, that sort of long-term and short-term 
um, goal has finally aligned itself over the past few weeks and they can actually use Jonathan Taylor as the workhorse to win football games. Like that's like the Nirvana of situations for the Colts. So yeah, I mean, Josh is a solid squad. I'm, I'm not surprised he's in the spot he's in right now. I totally agree. I'll read off his bench really quickly because what I do want to do is kind of like microscopically look at these teams quick, see if there's any adjustments. Josh has been pretty dialed wire to wire, but he does have some potential startable assets. James Conner, Benny Snell, which again, one or the other, I'm not really into the Steelers running backs, but James Conner, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Rager and Hayden Hurst. Um, Jalen Rager over, I mean, you would be looking at maybe Keenan Allen uh, if Keenan doesn't play. Um, if we'll do this next or we'll do this this week again, we went up last week. I know you guys had a section of this on your podcast. Um, if Ke- even if Keenan's healthy this week, are you feeling comfortable starting him uh, with yeah. what happened last week? Yeah, dude, that's a- – <laughs> All right, for those of you who don't know, we told everybody in the in the fantasy football ether to start Keenan Allen, you know, when he basically yelled into the camera to start me. And so Eric had a good point on our pod. He's like, the man knows his body better than us. So obviously when he says start me or don't sit me is more of the correct term. We're like, oh, okay, great. Well, he must be ready to go or else he wouldn't have said that, right? He's like the, he's like the um, you know, the, the uh, antithesis to uh, Josh Jacobs, right? Josh Jacobs says he's not going to play. And then he puts up a fairly you know, good couple of weeks and Keenan Allen says, don't sit me. And then he puts up a dud. So I don't really know what to say about this man. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Like, I, as far as I can see, I start him, start him. If you have the advantage, I guess, like, I mean, he's got upside, but apparently his floor is two freaking points. So who knows? Yeah. And if, if I'm in Josh's position, I have Alvin Kamara. I already have a big lead going into this weekend. I can afford Keenan Allen to be a bust with like two catches for 26 yeah, yards. That's exactly. like worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if he's a regular Keenan Allen and he goes like five for 50 and maybe a touchdown, that's a win. Anything above that is just frosting. So if I'm ahead, I feel okay just rolling him out there and taking my punches and just see what happens because we know the upside. Also, I feel better this week than last week because he is 10 days removed from that injury. Exactly. And he played limited snaps anyway. He didn't get a setback they just limited his snaps he's about two weeks off of that situation off of that situation so i feel okay about it so i'm okay with keenan allen if i'm ahead if i'm behind like if i was jay care and we'll go over his team in a second if i was jay care and i went up against alvin Kamara and i'm looking at uh keenan allen or somebody like uh um, let's see brandon cooks or jalen reger on uh the bench here honestly i'd probably start either one of those guys over keenan allen mm-hmm. which sounds crazy but again, Keenan Allen's not the 70 yard touchdown guy. You know, he kills yeah. you with PPR, but he's not the big play. Brandon Cooks and Jalen Rager could potentially both have deep touchdowns and get the volume as well. So you got to mm-hmm. shoot for the moon. And I don't think Keenan Allen's that guy this week. But with Josh, mm-hmm. I think you just like take your floor. You're already in a good position. And, and uh, you know, it'll probably work out there. So, yep. yep. Thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on agreed. to, Oh, go ahead. Last thought. No, I, no, we're just going to say, yeah, I agree totally. I mean, I, I think that's the X, the absolute right take on that. Cool. Let's go into uh Jay cares team. He does have Tom Brady. Uh, again, we're recording during that game. It's going to be obsolete by the time y'all hear this, but at the time of this uh, already two drives for the Buccaneers, 146 yards and two touchdowns from TB 12. Uh, Tom Brady has uh, been involved in fantasy football. Um, for 20 years and something tells me Tom knows that this is the championship week and <laughs> wants to reward those <laughs> folks that are rolling out the old man. So uh, <laughs> big start for your man, TB 12. So Jake care 
again, significantly behind. He's projected about 30 points less, but we know the projections are hit or miss uh, against Camaro. So Jake Hare got a long way to go, but off to a good start. Tom Brady at quarterback, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, assuming he plays, Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, who is back and active for today against the Cardinals, first time in a long time, and Tua Tungavailoa as his super flex quarterback. I'll throw out a couple more at you, Chris, possibilities here. Drew Locke versus the Chargers. Tony Pollard instead of Zeke, that's an easy switch, obviously. He left Emmanuel Sanders on the bench, and Henry Ruggs is active uh, against Miami. So, again, the starting roster, Brady, Aaron Jones, Zeke, or Tony Pollard. He does have the uh, backup there, which is smart. Um, Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and Tua as the super flex quarterback. Yeah, so good squad. Obviously, again, you know, no, uh, no um, question or or concern as to you know or thought as to why uh, you know uh, he's in the championship playing Josh. Um, but yeah, definitely needs a lot of help. I mean, he needs like a Stefan Diggs, you know, huge game. Um, you know, you need like a T.Y. Hilton pop off game. Um, you need Tua to give you like twenty five. Um, and, and I think the X factor here is George Kittle, as far as I'm concerned, like I'm pretty sure what was it last year when he came back from his injury, um, he went for like 158 and two tuds. Like I'm pretty sure he like popped off and did something crazy. So he needs like another one of those games from like three or four dudes to just keep up with the Camara, uh, you know, the Camara 60 hole that he's in. Absolutely. And you don't expect any player ever, including quarterbacks to get six touchdowns. That's ridiculous. But no, yeah. a great a great game to put a dent in this. So what I wanted to talk about and really break these games down is like he's up against Alvin Kamara. What would he need to obviously he needs players plural to go off, but in my opinion, he needs like four touchdowns from Brady, probably a touchdown from every other player, and maybe two from a guy like Stefan Diggs. He needs like 150 and two from a Diggs. He needs about 150 total and two from Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. He's going to need probably at least 100 and a touchdown from Kittle. Now, that sounds like a lot, but when you think about those players, that's certainly possible. Right. So I, I posted on Twitter last night after the game. I was like, well, you know, my favorite player in the league just came back and bit me in the ass, basically, you know, kind of a thing. I won a championship with with Kamara a couple of years ago. Now he's got me in a 60 point hole. Um, so I said, you know, it was kind of dirty. And then I retweeted after that. I was like, you know, there are going to be some rosters here that beat that Elv- Alvin Kamara team and the Alvin Kamara team that feels really good right now. They are going to lose by less than a touchdown, which he should have had that seventh one. And it sounds insane to say that, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I I guarantee you it's going to happen because other players go off now, not to the tune that he did by himself, but if the rest of this team lays an egg, all of a sudden it's not as big of uh, an advantage there. So of everybody on this roster, Brady Jones, uh, Elliot Pollard, Diggs, Hilton, uh, Kittle and Andrews. So the double tight ends or Tua, who would you expect to potentially have the biggest game of that mix uh, to really kind of put a dent in the, in the uh, work, sir. I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would put Diggs, uh, just because the the scenario with him and Allen right now are just it's just you know uh, it, it's top five worthy, right? I mean, they're both playing at top five levels in both of their respective positions. Um, but no, I mean, he like, you're right. Like he needs like he needs you say four touchdowns from from Brady, which he does need that. He all I mean, he needs four touchdowns if he plays Tua on the bookend of that roster. Like he needs at least four or three to four touchdowns from Tua. He basically needs to make up 
at least a touchdown or I should say a half a touchdown per every position that, that uh, Kamara scored. So he, he, he needs to make up each of those positions and have, you know, uh, uh, depth in, in scoring basically um, for, from everybody. Like, I don't think it's going to have like, what's realistic, right? Like realistically speaking, it's not going to, like is is Diggs gonna have four touchdowns, right? Probably not, right? It's not gonna happen. Like, is is Kittle gonna have two touchdowns? Probably not, right? So to expect that is probably too much to ask for. But if everybody gets at least one touchdown or at least you know uh, a high volume of workload, like the reason he's in this position is because his players have done that, and so they're more than capable of doing it. He just needs it all to come together in one week. It's not it's not unheard of. Like, and I agree with you. Like, there are gonna be rosters that have Kamara who woke up on, you know, whatever, Saturday morning feeling like they're in absolute perfect position and it's going to come down to Monday Night Football. It's like, you know, that's that's kind of what you're looking at right now. So um, hopefully, well, I should say hopefully, because obviously I'm, I'm pro Josh in this sense, but Josh isn't totally out of the clear yet, even though he's got Camaro. So I agree. And another mention on Stefan Diggs is your boy uh, Gilmore's out which obviously is a huge right. uh, knock to the Patriots. So Diggs is going to be, I mean, I think Diggs, JC Jackson has been phenomenal, uh, but I think uh, Diggs will be just fine. I'm on NFL football. It's, uh, yeah. Go it's going to, it, I was just last piece on that. Like it's not, I don't really think it's going to be a good looking game for the Patriots. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling confident about the Pats this week. Bills are the new sheriff in town. They're going to want to mm-hmm. come in, lay the, lay the wood. They've been waiting 20 years to yeah. have this opportunity. They already won the division, but they're really trying to kind of kick them when they're down, I think. And I mean, cause yeah. here's the deal. Brady put up six touchdowns a week on the bills for 20 years. I yeah. mean, there was no mercy with the Patriots on the bills and now they have an opportunity to kind of return the favor. And, you know, I'm not saying it's automatic that they do it, but I would imagine. They're no. Try. Yeah. So we'll yeah. Co- yeah. Com- completely. Yeah. And just, I'll just add one more thing to that, which is kind of funny. So they are playing in new England, I believe. Uh, and so the Bills are coming from Buffalo to New England. Uh, and so those of you, you know, maybe who don't uh, keep up on the commission side, our, our podcast, we are New England Patriots fans. I live about you know, 30 minutes from Gillette Stadium. Um, they, uh, whoever, whoever they are, put up a huge ass billboard right on the route towards Gillette Stadium of Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, basically... Oof. Yeah, basically claiming that they won the NF the, the uh, AFC East title. So a big middle finger to New England fans. Buffalo Bills are coming in town, not just to not you know not just to remind us that they won the AFC uh, title for uh, for the East, but giving us the middle finger with freaking billboards on the way to Gillette Stadium. So how about wow. that one? How that's about that a, one? That, yeah, that's a big bold. move. Hey, yo, that's bold. We all, <laughs> we all know we all know the Bills Mafia doesn't play around. No, that's, they do uh, not, man. Yeah, big, <laughs> that's big dick energy from them. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 awesome, man. It's gonna be a huge game, obviously. And, and I know that you're a Patriots fan, and we talk about it a lot. But uh, look, I know you've also though. I'm not saying you're a Bills fan per se with the uh, NFL rivalry. However, you've been a Josh Allen truther all season long, and clearly yeah. uh, that's worked out. So I know you kind of have mixed uh, mixed emotions on that game. All yeah. right, let's let's move in here. Uh, I do want to just mention really quickly, um, Aaron Jones as well is another one that could have a massive game. Um, I expect, you know, Tay Adams is going to get his. Him and Rodgers have a bounce back this week. I said that last week uh, coming in um, after kind of a disappointing appearance against the Panthers. But they expect freezing temperatures. Now, it should be dry. I don't think there's going to be snow or rain, um, but it's freezing temperatures in Lambeau uh, this weekend. And if that's the case, it's going to be a lot of Derrick Henry. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones. And uh, neither one of these teams has a um, – defense that can uh, can stop the run so once again commish 
representative Josh going with Tannehill, Taylor, Alvin Kamara already put up 56.2, Keenan Allen, assuming he plays Robert Woods, Dallas Goddard, Jarvis Landry, and Justin Herbert. On the other side, his competitor, Jay Kerr, has Tom Brady off to a great start on Saturday. Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, or Tony Pollard, whoever plays. Um, obviously, if Zeke plays, he'll play Zeke. If Zeke is out, he's got Tony Pollard. It's a great um, defensive strategy there. Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Mark Andrews, George Kittle back after a long hiatus, and Tua Tungavailoa. Best of luck to Josh and Jay Kerr. Wish the best for both of you guys. There can only be one champion, though. So we will be touching back on that next week to fill you in on who that champion is. And hopefully we'll have some guest appearances here on the podcast per the winners. All right, man, let's flip the script a little bit here and get into the veteran league. So you and I have been over our saga this year. You and I both started about 0-3, 0-4. Each of our teams clawed our way back. We were basically one game out of the playoffs heading into week 13 um we both were unfortunately upset we did not get in and then basically lucas who is the defending championship champion in this league was all the way through he got beat last week as well um so he is not in hide and zeke who was the number one seed all season long (laughs) he got beat last week uh so it's getting pretty pretty gnarly up here in the veteran league and now we have uh the number two seed hawk dolliday and who was actually in last uh he was in second to last or last last year with a bunch of injuries but he bounces back to second place in the number two seed against again our perennial uh finals representative and our boy paul who uh has been in the league since it started for three years and he uh lost to drew missick the first year and he lost to lucas kaser last year and this year he uh now is looking to finally get his w he's off to a 25 point lead here from um chris godwin who is active currently uh and hopefully you know we can get uh we can get some more work out of out of these guys and and you know dalvin cook put a 15 and a half which isn't crazy but against that saints defense not terrible so hawk dolliday going up against it he is uh, projected about 10 12 less uh, than Paul, but Chris, let's get into it. We'll start with um, Hawk Dolliday here, first time in the championship in this league. He's going out with your boy Josh Allen, James Robinson is going to be interesting to talk about. Miles Gaskin, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Tunyon, Marvin Jones, and Lamar Jackson. A lot of question marks on this squad here. James Robinson, first of all, out all week, says he's healthy enough. He wants to play. His coaches may not necessarily allow him to play. There's a few conspiracies out there that maybe Jacksonville like wants to lose now that they have that number one seed, like really lock in that they have the number one seed and don't let the Jets get it back. And James Robinson gives them a better opportunity to win the game on accident. We don't want to do that. So they might sit James Robinson anyway. Even if he plays, he's up against the Bears, which are very tough against the run. So I'm not crazy about that matchup regardless. And Allen Robinson, who's been phenomenal this year, um, peppered with targets, ends up, you know, being questionable all week he's against Jacksonville looks like he's on his way to play but there's a chance he sits last minute as well so Chris how are you feeling about Allen Robinson Gaskin Allen Robinson Cup Tunyon Marvin Jones and Lamar Jackson and anybody on the bench but I think he does have his best squad unfortunately he did keep uh, Adam Thielen out who put up nearly 24 points on his bench yeah so I think that this is um This is the tricky part, right? Because if we had sort of broke down this roster before yesterday's game, 
I think I don't know how you feel, but I definitely would have said play Adam Thielen over Marvin Jones. Like that would have to me would have been a no brainer. Um, and I know that Marvin Jones has had you know some fairly good weeks, but against the Bucks, I agree. Yeah, just against the Bucks, I I just don't love that matchup. Um, and I know that obviously Adam Thielen's playing the Saints, but the Saints have been you know fairly good against um, against wide receivers, but more so. I just don't know that you could trust Matt Stafford's health and just the overall production that Marvin Jones has put up against Tampa Bay Bucks this week. And obviously right now he's at zero points. So hopefully that turns around. I mean, it's still early in the game. They're only in the first half as we talk right now. So maybe that turns, turns around, but sitting at him feeling definitely hurt. So um, praying that Marvin Jones picks that up because that would have been the guy I would have replaced right there. Um, outside of that, look, good squad, obviously, you know, again, no question as to why uh, Hawk Dolly's in this position, James Robinson, Dude, yeah, this is the big question mark here because um, Eric B. So we have a bit of a we have a bit of a rule in the com- on the commission side, right? We talk about this on the commission pod, and Josh actually brought this up. He needs at least two reasons as to why not to start someone. Okay, and so typically like that, that yeah, and so typically you know when we, when we say not to start someone, we mean a good player, right? Like James Robinson, who likely got Hawk Dolliday to this position. And when Eric and I broke this down on our pod, the two reasons, as far as we can see are one, obviously the injury and that the fact that he's questionable. So regardless of what James Robinson says he's ready for, right? Cause James Robinson is talking about his ability to play that game in the NFL, right? He's not saying my ability to perform well for your fantasy football team. That's not what he, it's not actually what's on his mind. And he's not, he's not saying that as far as being available and Keenan Allen kind of gave us that, that glimpse of it doesn't matter actually what the player says. Like if the coach decides that like, you know, he's not seeing what he needs out of you, they're going to flip script and go somewhere else mid game. And you're not going to see that player for the rest of the game. And that's pretty much what happened with Keenan Allen. So James Robinson one has the injury. And then the second thing here is he's playing the Chicago bears who are very stingy against running backs, specifically against the running back core on teams. So although James Robinson has some PPR upside, like I'm not not loving it for the championship. Like I don't know how where the upside is going to come from uh, this week. And I think Glennon is back in for QB. I, I thought I saw something yes. from Adam Schefter. Mike, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is going to start for uh, Jackson. Okay. Yeah. So again, I'm just I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent confident that that's the option to go with. But then again, I mean, who who do you go with? Like, do you go with Lynn Bowden? Do you go with you know Ahmed with uh, with Gaskin back? Like. He doesn't have a ton of great options, so I'm not entirely sure which direction you flow here. So it's a it's a tricky situation that Hawk Dolody finds himself in, which is unfortunate because obviously, you know, leading into the championship, this wasn't a problem for him. Totally agree. Now, he does have a, a Dari Gumbawale, who is, I guess, the handcuff for Robinson. So if he misses right. outright, he could throw in a Gumbawale. I'm not good about James Robinson against the Bears. Certainly not good with his backup. Uh, mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's on his roster, but he's out. You mentioned Lynn Bowden. He's got Salvin Ahmed, but again, I think he's got Gaskin too. So he did well as far as piecing together his roster with all of his handcuffs. Uh, the problem is I'm not sure his handcuffs are the best option. Now, Chris, is there any chance if let's just say James Robinson's out totally, would you go Dari Gumboale, a backup PPR specialist only with minimal work this week against the bears or the season really, or would you play somebody like Lynn Bowden or double up on the Dolphins running backs against the Raiders? Yeah. He already has Gaskin um, in. Yeah, man, that's, this is tricky. 
I mean, the Raiders have been pretty terrible against running backs uh, in pretty much everybody against uh, or in the, every category. Yeah, they're awful in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not very good. So, I mean, if you wanted upside in the fact that, like, maybe, you know, the the um, the the Dolphins exploit major weaknesses inside of the Raiders defense, which they definitely have the capability of doing, then maybe that that's maybe that's the best play. Go with two, you know, go with two of the uh, two of the running backs and hope that they funnel all of the workload primarily through the running backs, right? So, for example, Gaskin gets a lot of the workload in the PPR game, and then all of a sudden, you know, Bowden, uh, Bowden comes in with, or even Ahmed comes in with, like, some kind of, um, you know, goal line work. And then, that, you know, they both get, like, 15 points or something. Like, that's a good scenario. Again, does it happen? I don't know, but it's not impossible, right? So, it's probably better than the James Robinson situation. Like he needs a, he needs a bit of help here. So, and the other thing too, is like, this, this is not like an, un, uh, an implausible matchup. Like Le'Veon Bell's playing for the chiefs on, uh, you know, and we'll get into this on, um, you know, Paul's side. Like, I don't know that I love the, the Le'Veon Bell play. Like when we can talk about that in a little bit, but um, there, there's room, there's, basically there's room for uh, there's, there's a margin of victory there. It's probably bigger than, you know, the 33% that, uh, that sleeper is giving Hawk Dolly right now. I agree. He does have all three Dolphins running backs. I do think Miles Gaskin's the best option with him being healthy, but it's going to really be a really be a toss up there. So Hawk Dolly, unfortunately, in the cellar so far, he's got a long way to go, but nothing is impossible. All right, let's move on to Paul here again. Two time uh, runner up in the championship for the third year in a row, looking for his first win in the TCK Listener League. He's going with Patty Mahomes. Le'Veon Bell, as you mentioned, Dalvin Cook already put up 15 and a half. Chris Godwin uh, looking at double digit fantasy points already here for the Buccaneers. Brandon Ayuk, who has been absolutely phenomenal. But of course, we have uh, George Kittle coming back. Logan Thomas, Corey Davis and Cam Newton. Yeah, um, very interesting squad here. It's you know, there, there's not a, I mean, outside of maybe Dalvin Cook, I guess Patrick Mahomes, like not a ton of horses, you know, at least in the receiving core, but he's got players that have had great weeks, especially of recently, right? So like Logan Thomas has had a great, you know, for the last couple of weeks and Brandon Ayuk has been, you know, kind of on fire. Corey Davis has been on fire. Um, you know, Cam Newton has been sort of a, a good spot play every once in a while, depending on, you know, if he went Gardner Minshew or Cam Newton, depending on like, you know, what the matchup was on any given week. So yeah, overall good squad. Um, yeah, I guess like the biggest question mark is is the Le'Veon Bell play and, and kind of looking through his roster. I, I feel like I'd rather play JD McKissick. Um, but you know, other than that, I think he's rolling out the best uh, the best lineup. I kind of like the JD McKissick play. Um, my issue is actually, let's see, I can uh, I can research it for us real quick. Um, I'm looking to see if uh, Antonio Gibson is 100% active. I know that he was on his way. Chris, mm-hmm. do you know that he's 100% active for this game? So I've seen it. I've seen he's still questionable and in, in, in leading his way back to playing, but I don't know exactly how healthy he actually is. Uh, so I think that's the question mark there. Oh, okay. So if Gibson is playing at all, I feel obviously much less excited about JD McKissick. He did mm-hmm. get his targets. It looks like Dwayne Haskins, although should frankly probably be suspended minimum uh, for his antics last week. Nonetheless. Right. Yep. He is playing. I believe he's a starter, although Alex Smith has gotten some reps in this week. Man, Washington's just a mess. Anyway, if it's Haskins and Antonio Gibson, I don't feel good about McKissick. If it's Alex Smith and Antonio Gibson, I feel okay about 
JD McKissick, if Antonio Gibson misses, I feel obviously very good about McKissick. So because mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, I think, is trending on his way back for this game, I think Le'Veon Bell's okay. Now, Le'Veon Bell is not Le'Veon Bell of old. We talked about this early. He also, you know, is I mean, they're going up against Atlanta, who surprisingly is very stout against the run, but they could use him, swing him out of the backfield as a pass catcher. And I don't think the, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and the, the Chiefs are going to have any trouble moving the ball on the Falcons at all. So um, mm-hmm. I do expect a, a big game in general from them. So, okay, man. Well, that pretty much breaks it down here. I don't see any more options on his bench. Um, he's got Minshew, McKissick, Robbie Anderson. Minshew is out with, uh, with, uh, Glennon, as we just mentioned, we talked about McKissick, Robbie Anderson, probably not a great start against Washington with Teddy playing terribly. I don't trust Juju at this point. Uh, Gesicki and Komet are just streaming tight ends and he's got Logan Thomas, who I would go for there um, for sure. So yep. big game here, big game with Hawk Dolliday and Paul. Best of luck to both of you guys as well. So that's the TCK recap and preview of the uh, Listener League Championships, both in the Rookie League between Josh and Jay Care and in the Veteran League between Hawk Dolliday and Paul. Wishing everybody the best of luck in their Week 16s. Chris, best of luck to you, man. I hope you, Eric, and Alex, and everybody else on your side can get those hashtag commish titles. And everybody on my side as well, I got three going this week. Hopefully we can come around with three W's uh, and get those championships. And uh, very excited about it, man. Any final words before we get out of here and enjoy some football? No, man, I'm just very excited, uh, you know, obviously for the upcoming playoffs of the NFL, the actual NFL. I think there's a lot of great teams that are Biden for the Super Bowl this year. Um, and then on the fantasy football side, dude, I'm just happy we got a full season. And it's just wild how every other you know year was cut short uh, as far as seasons go for other, you know, other professional sports. But the NFL, I think, did a great job. I know I know it's easy to pick on the NFL for a lot of their sort of reactionary measures, when it comes to things outside of, you know, COVID and stuff. And, and, you know, we can guess as to what those things are, but they were really good as far as, um, you know, just, just having regulations in place. I mean, obviously they, they could, they could uh, see what other sports uh, teams were doing, but they definitely had the disadvantage of having to have teams travel and play in different stadiums. They didn't have the bubble like the NBA did. Um, and so, yeah, they're testing measures, their COVID measures, um, all the regulations, their strict sort of, you know, swift compliance uh, procedures were were um, were all very very good and obviously that led to us having an NFL season which you know was was great to have so uh, you know in the spirit of Christmas very grateful for um, you know for, for us having the, the fantasy season and being able to do this because would have been a boring ass year on podcasting for podcasting purposes to not have a, a fantasy football season to talk about so well not only podcasting man just like the state of the world in general yeah, i mean this exactly. you you know what's interesting chris i'm going to divert for like two minutes and we're going to get out of here uh sure. listeners we're, do, we're done talking about fantasy football so if you want to get out you're welcome to but but chris i want to reminisce on this really with you personally real quick uh you and i connected last season we did some episodes together kind of you know got to feel each other out whatever we obviously hit it off became good friends on and off the field and uh, on and off the pod and now obviously Lucas and Dweez and and uh, Bobby and now Eric and Alex and and uh, Des and the whole team uh, we have a great and Josh we have a great uh, community between the TCK pod and the commission crew but it started with you and I and last uh, last spring so 2019 spring uh, you and I both interviewed each other more or less um, to kind of get to know each other and get the backstories of the podcast and us in general and whatever um, I've saved that episode on my Apple music. Right. And I listen to other podcasts and stuff, of course. And I save that one. So when I listen to the TC, our, our own podcast, when I listen to them back, 
and I don't move on to the next one, it automatically plays episode 185 of our podcast, <laughs> which awesome. is which is you interviewing me that I repurposed the audio for. Anyway, long story short, it I, I've heard it two or three times now over the last year, and I just end up listening to it to see what you and I talked about. And we did make some predictions, i.e. Uh, the Bills winning the uh, division. Um, awesome. we, we made a couple of things like Stefan Diggs going off and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was kind of cool to reminisce and go back on it. But what we said during that time, it was in March or April, I think. And we had just kicked off basically like what is going on in the COVID scene. And, you know, my girl was out of school and then we had work issues and you were doing the same thing. And just so grateful that we have come this far in general for the season, because, um, the world's been crazy. And for the one hour a day that I get to jump on the podcast, either by myself Mm -hmm. or with somebody else and talk football, it really does help me kind of like escape the madness of world in general. And it, and it helps. We had the election issue and everything else going on all season. So I appreciate you for being a part of that. Thank you for jumping on weekly, sometimes twice a week. I've been on your pod a number of times as well. Josh and Eric and Alex, of course, as well. And uh, it's been a pleasure, man. I hope we can continue to build on this. Um, would love to have you back next week to recap uh, the leagues in general, check in on your league, check in on my league, see how everything went down. But it's always a pleasure, man. Love having you guys around. I hope you all had a wonderful Merry Christmas. Uh, looks like you had a nice time with your family, and I am glad to see that. So best yep. of luck to your squad, man. Best of luck to the TCK Potters. Best of luck to the commission crew. Before you get out of here one more time, let everybody know where they can find your content. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I do appreciate you as well. And uh, it's been a great journey thus far. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what the future holds for, for everybody. Um, so yeah, if anybody, um, you know, hasn't checked us out already, that's a TCK pod listener, go check us out at the commission fantasy football podcast. We are basically wrapping up, uh, you know, our podcasting for let's say 2020. We're probably going to launch one more episode at the end of next week, right before new year's. And it's not going to be a recap of, I'm just going to, you know, kind of, kind of put it out there. It's not going to be a recap of any particular fantasy football, you know, week 17 starts and says, what we're going to do is lay out um, on the pod, our plans for 2021. And so, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to kind of put that out there, think through what our goals are for 2021 and kind of update the listeners, um, you know, for what uh, they should expect from the commission team moving forward, um, at least for next year. So um, that's one thing you can definitely expect to, uh, to tune into if you do subscribe to our pod. And then of course, go check us out over on social media at the commission FFP on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And then of course our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. Um, we are going to be rolling out one last newsletter for the 2020 year. Uh, and then we're going to roll right into dynasty content in 2021. So Love that. And shouts out to your dynasty team too. I know that's new this season and they have been doing a uh, phenomenal job. I listen to that podcast as well and learn a lot for future stuff. Yeah. The uh, great CK. We're also going to be previewing next week. We're going to be breaking down the week per usual for week 17 players, but also previewing 2021 and getting into recap episodes and previewing with dynasty. So Look at to turn the page, man. It's crazy. We go through this so quickly and all of a sudden <laughs> we're here at the end of the year versus like Jones and I know. Biting, at the, biting at the nub yep. to, to get yep. it going. So anyway, best of luck to you guys, man. Let's go watch some football, Chris. Merry Christmas again, belated. And let us be the uh, last ones to wish you and your families a, a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays. Wishing everybody the best. Go get those hashtag TCK, hashtag commish titles. We'll catch you next time on the TCK pod. From my boy, Chris Benavides and the entire commish fantasy football podcast crew. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.